My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Basha here. Today we have a super exciting guest, Lisa Boat. She's a transformational coach who helps women who are in the transitional phases of their life, particularly the emptiness phase. She's also the host of the Transforming 45 podcast. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's really great to be here today. It's a pleasure to have you. We're going to have some great conversation. We'll cover what's working, your podcast, your challenges, and your goals. And I'm sure within that conversation alone, we'll have some great takeaways. Before we jump in, do you mind telling us a bit about your story and where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so this is a really new uh, venture for me. For the last 20 years, I was an educator. So I started off teaching kiddos. And at the end of my career, I was facilitating professional development for other educators. Uh, what I came to understand, and as I've had time to reflect over this year, the institution of education was never a place for me. It was never a place where my voice was welcomed. Uh, I saw a lot of room for how that institution needs to shift. And institutions don't really love being challenged. And so uh, I had lots of experience coaching because I had been doing it for a decade in that professional sense. But when I got to the point where I no longer felt like I could make a difference, I knew that it was time for me to shift and start forging my own path. So I took that leap, which was really scary because being a teacher is a pretty, in terms of financial stability, it's very stable. The upheaval in every other element of your life is pretty significant, but that part is um, pretty clear. So taking a jump to trying something totally new was really scary. And I knew that it was the thing that I needed to do. So the other part of my story is that I have two children who are now 18 and 16. And I realized that as, as women, well, humans in general, but women in particular, we get to this phase of life that we've never even considered, right? The societal story is essentially you have a career, you have a young family, however that may look in whatever the composition of that is. Um, and that's kind of like the narrative of the happy ending, okay? Mm -hmm. And then you achieve those things. And suddenly I found myself in this space where I was like, what is, well, <laughs> what's next? I've never mm -hmm. even considered what I would do because you kind of think about launching your kids and then it's retirement and then whatever that mystical place is. But the truth is there's a huge chunk of life that very few people talk about because at this phase in my life, I feel more vibrant, um, more wise, like I have more to offer than I ever have. And I have the time to do it because I'm not consumed by motherhood and all of the things that keep us in a patriarchal busy box. So I saw that as a real need, as a place for women to come 
to be able to reconnect with themselves, to find who they are now and figure out how they want to show up in their lives and live this next phase of their lives authentically and joyfully. That's awesome. So what, why, how do I put this? Why this space? Why the transitional coaching or transformational coaching space specifically? Yeah, that's a really great question. And I think it's because of the um, ignoring. There's so much ignoring of women, especially when they're going through these shifts. Like when I speak with clients and people in my community, it's such um, a feeling of being unseen. There's so much collective grief and there's nowhere to put it. There's not been a lot of conversation. Like it's just really at this point in time that we're starting to see sort of women in the public sphere coming forward and saying like, hey, this, this transition is really hard. When I was younger growing up, I didn't ever see that. I only saw the images of like professional women having young children. That's, and that was it. And it really is only becoming part of the collective narrative now. And it's still really, really young. Like there's just the seeds of this conversation starting to happen. So I wanted to offer myself up in service of that of making a space for women to be able to come together both collectively as well as individually to really start talking about what it is to be a woman in your mid to late 40s, 50s, and how you can use your voice to get reconnected with yourself and to start changing that narrative in the world and to use our power to start making shifts and changes collectively. That's beautiful. I'm so I'm I'm glad that you're trying to fill the space. You're like you mentioned earlier, you couldn't really challenge the system where you were before, and you're getting to challenge it now in your own unique, beautiful way. And you're filling the space that hasn't been filled enough. So huge props to you. you. I would love to know, and I, I know that you're you know you're just a few months in. By the time this airs, you'll be you'll be even further along, I'm sure. But as of right now, what is, let's talk about your favorite result or your favorite client that you've had. What's the best result that you've gotten for them? What does that look like? What kinds of, yeah, let's go into I'm really glad you brought up that word results because it is, it's one that I um, struggle with actually, because results are, it's a really stagnant paradigm in a lot of ways, because the most important thing is process. Results are gonna look different for everybody depending on what it is that they want and how much they're willing to really commit, right? And it is that that willing to commit because this work is uncomfortable. Anything yes. that is really deep and heart-led and dives into the internal, is it's challenging to commit to because it's not easy. Right? Like we want everything to be easy and to be quick. And the truth of it is, this is not easy and it's not quick. The things that I love along the way on the journey is seeing someone make that connection to why they're feeling the way they feel, right? A lot of the work that we do is around just getting curious around why we're responding to something in a way and understanding the, the neuro connection to that as well. Like why is our brain shutting down when this thing happens. And so I love 
watching someone make that connection and you can see it in their eyes first. And usually it starts to leak out the corner of their eyes. <laughs> and then you know that you've made that real heart connection and they've made that step forward because now they can understand why they're feeling that way. And they can start to think about how they step back and make a different choice going forward. Um, in many of the conversations I've had with women, it's really about breaking that generational cycle of mm -hmm. good enough, right? So much, there's generational trauma for everyone on this planet. I don't think anyone can escape that. Um, and women who are coming to me are making the choice to break that generational cycle of, of just accepting what is and living a smaller life than they were meant to live. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, if we're, we're going to talk about results, like I said, it's not that I, I struggle with that word, but the result of even just taking the step to break that generational cycle and live the life that they were always meant to live in the most full and authentic way is pretty incredible. I no, I completely agree. Do you find yourself, cause you know, healing, healing is not, you know, first of all, it's not linear. And second of all, it never really stops. Do you still find <laughs> nope. yourself struggling to make those connections between, you know, what you've been through and your behaviors or have you, have you learned to better for lack of better word, work with yourself? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, I have some pretty good strategies for how to work with myself. Um, one of the biggest ones though, is just being able to recognize when I am being triggered by something that a client is saying and knowing how to separate myself out from what they're experiencing. Uh, so that's been, a, that's been a lot of work right? Because this, mm -hmm. uh, this is all about energetic connection. And it's easy to get tied up in those and in those connections, mm -hmm. and think that, like my experience is theirs. And that's why it's so important to be really client focused. Like I could, my strategy and technique is to really keep the client at the center. So I could write full curriculum for somebody but that would be more about me than it would be about what they need. So really being present and continuing to do my own work so that I know what my pain points and trigger points are so that I can be aware of that when I'm having conversations. And I think it's important to be clear and transparent about that too, that we're all doing this work. Like you said, healing is not linear. It's a, it is a constant, it's a constant cycle. And this world isn't linear, right? Like that, I talked about it earlier, that happy ending narrative is so harmful in so many ways because we think like, oh, we're going to get to this point and everything's going to be perfect. But that point no. never comes. It's just a constant cycle of endings and beginnings. It's just, it's happy ending. And then, oh, no, just kidding. Just kidding. Let's take a yeah. couple steps back. No. Okay. <laughs> Things are kind of going to shit right now. All right. We get another happy ending. It's just, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's a constant, it's a constant thing. Yeah. What is your focus going to be for the rest of 2023? 
yeah, the rest of 23, 2023, my focus is on building my clients and on building the audience for my podcast as well. Um, I've got some goals about people that I'd love to talk to and doing that daily work of showing up, building my audience and bringing clients into my business. What is your biggest challenge since you've started? Hmm. The challenges are, are many, right? Entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. It brings no. up, <laughs> uh, it brings up like going back to the conversation you're having before, like every issue that you thought you dealt with are like, yeah, I got that nailed down. I'm good. You start this work and you're like, oh shit, no, I'm not, I'm not okay. So it's a combination of two things, right? Of continuing to do that work of being able to stay present and faithful to my vision, right? Of knowing that I was called to this work for a purpose. Nothing that happened in my life coming up to this point was accidental. And it was all leading me to this work that I was always meant to do. So continuing to do that work and working through all of the self-doubt and all of the fear and all of the scarcity is like the personal emotional line. And then the challenges around business. So I was, I was an educator. I'm really, I'm a really skilled coach, but I haven't had to learn how to market. My audience was built in. So learning how to market myself, learning the best way to bring in clients in a really clear and transparent and authentic way are for sure my biggest challenges. And just learning how to build a podcast audience. That's a journey unto itself. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so happy that you said entrepreneurship is such a difficult, it is a difficult thing. It's not for the faint of heart. I, yeah. I personally, I've been in business for I mean, about a year now, and I thought I had everything down, and then I just had a complete meltdown last night. Actually, my eyes are still a little puffy from it. <laughs> so I'm just like losing hey, my me mind. Too. Like, <laughs> oh my god, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh. oh my god, every- everything's going to shit. And, oh, uh-huh. god, it is. It is not. It is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> no, no. It's a. It is remarkably. It's remarkably full of freedom and excitement and potential and at the same time like it equal doses of of complete terror yes yeah yep <laughs> it is such a it can be such a lonely lonely path as well yeah yeah i'm glad that you brought that up actually because that is another thing that i'm that i'm focusing on this year and that is a struggle I'm used to being in a massive community of people all doing the same work that I was doing. So this is a very, like, it's a marked change and it is very lonely. Um, And you find that people in your life, not everyone comes along with you for this ride, right? Not everybody that you thought was going to be with you always decide to come with you into this chapter. So working through the grief of that also is, is challenging and I also see that there's a lot of potential in building community around female entrepreneurs. So that is part of the direction that my podcast is going sort of organically is bringing in local female entrepreneurs in my community that I didn't even know existed. We have, it turns out 
there's this really vibrant community of women doing incredible things. And there's no one place to find out what's happening. So my podcast is starting to become that. Um, It's starting to become a place where female entrepreneurs who are local to the area come here, tell their stories, share what they're doing. And it's working to build some community, which I desperately need. And it's in service to what everybody else is doing as well, which is really exciting. Right. I'm sure it's something that they need as well. I mean, every female entrepreneur, especially in this male dominated industry, we all need support. We all need somebody mm-hmm. that we can talk to. Hey, like things are going to shit right now. Like I really need mm-hmm. to talk about it. Yeah. So I love that. I love how it's, it's like a, what it's, I'm at a loss for words this morning. It's <laughs> like a okay. happy, happy coincidence, happy, happy coincidence, happy coincidence. Yeah. Yeah, happy. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Happy, happy coincidence. <laughs> it is a happy coincidence that it just happens to be going that way. Yeah. Yeah. If you were to double or triple your revenue, what are some challenges you believe you might face or changes you might need to make? Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, the number one is just getting the volume of clients that are that's necessary and the volume of audience. Like that's the that's the bottom line. So it's really for me continuing to refine my process and making sure that my messaging is clear and is really targeting the person who needs me, right? Who, who needs this work. So yeah, that's it. Continuing just to refine the message and building clients and building an audience and how to get past, sorry, I was just going to say, and how to get past that, like, um, sometimes I feel like when you're when you're marketing um, organically, there's I feel like there's kind of like a firewall of the people who are already in your space, right? So how to break through that and to get to um, the wider audience that's necessary? Mm-hmm. How to stick out from the from the crowd and mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. Let's cover your podcast. Uh, called Transforming 45. What was the Mm -hmm. intention behind starting it and what kinds of topics do you cover? Uh, I have, (laughs) I love podcasts. I've been listening to them for years and I always had this seed of like, I I think I could host a great podcast. And so in November, uh, I decided to launch and I was going to wait until January and I recorded my first episode and I thought, well, why wait? Let's just get it out there. Um, so the intention of my podcast really is to make that space that I was talking about earlier for the, this voice to be heard. So the mm-hmm. voice of women who are in this really unrecognized phase of life to give voice to everybody who has a story. So generally, sometimes it's a combination of things. Sometimes I do an episode by myself. I choose a topic that I think is really relevant or something that I'm hearing from clients. And so I'll create a, um, an episode about that. And like I said earlier, I'm also bringing in people to share their stories as well. So I ask them similarly, tell me your story, right? And mm-hmm. as they're telling their story, the theme or the important pieces always emerge during that part. And then we dive into that a little bit more. So the topics are vast because this phase of life has a lot of things to talk about. So I've talked to 
um, nutritionists about how menopause and perimenopause affects the body and how we can actually treat that with food. Uh, I talked to an incredible woman who does embodiment work about helping women reconnect to themselves. And actually she leads women through a process of like coming back to their bodies. And then at the end, she paints a pussy portrait for them. Oh, interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, fascinating. Um, I have talked to uh, a heart-led financial planner who uses energetics in terms of helping people finance or plan their finances, which was incredible. So it's just such a gift to be able to talk to these, this diversity of humans and make space for them to tell their stories. Absolutely. But that's really cool. All of those people sound super sick and podcasting. What I love about podcasting is it opens up the floor to be able to meet people like that, that you wouldn't normally be able to meet. So Uh that's, I think that, that by itself is amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. Like when I was talking earlier about the number of people who don't come with you, but then it opens up all the space. Yeah. For people that I never would have known existed or connected with. So it's a really, it's, it's an exciting time. Absolutely. You drop the people that you don't need and you gain the people that you do. I mean, that's, that's just another phase of life. Yeah, absolutely. What and, it, and I, you started your podcast. I, I was looking through it probably about five months ago. Something mm. like that. What have, no? No, I just finished episode 13 and I launched like at the beginning of December. So it's pretty. Oh, okay. Okay. It was, yeah. it was, it was like November 27th. So yes. Yeah. 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 But okay. So, so four months then. What have been some of the biggest struggles around? I guess, growing the podcast, starting the podcast? Um, In terms of content, to be honest, none. Like, I just, I love it so much. It's like the most joyful thing I do in my week. Um, The the challenge is around building an audience. Mm -hmm. Like I said earlier. So coming up with content, I thought at first that getting guests was going to be a challenge but that hasn't been the case. There's, there are so many really interesting and incredible people who I've been able to bring on and who are lined up coming forward. Um, so that hasn't been content presents itself every single day. So that also is not a challenge, but yeah, the, just the business side of it. So you know, like I said, I'm, I'm a really skilled coach. I'm really creative and I'm a pretty great writer. So that part comes really easily. It's all of the parts I don't know. And mm-hmm. it's the technical aspects around how to find your audience, how to advertise, how to market, how to break through to, a, to that wider audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you, and I mean, I know that you touched on it a little bit, but what do you, if you had to pick one thing that you love the most about podcasting, what would it be? Oh, you know what? Being able to say whatever I want. There's no one who in the, in the work that I did before, I was very controlled as to what I was allowed to say about pretty much anything and not just in my work, but that fell over into my life as well, because it's a very, it is a very controlled space. 
people don't realize how much educators are watched and managed for how they exist in the classroom, but also in their lives. Mm -hmm. uh, so I felt very, very constrained. And in this space, I get to be my whole self. As an educator, I could never bring all of myself to the table. There were all kinds of parts that I had to hide. So being able to be free to say from a loving, say from a loving space, all of the things that I need to say uh, is this great active freedom. Absolutely. Absolutely. After being limited for so long and having to censor yourself, now you can be fully you. Mm -hmm. I completely get it. I get it. All right. We have reached the end of our episode, but if you had to give one piece of advice to anybody who's listening who's in a transitional phase in their life in the empty nest phase, and you had to give a piece of advice in one sentence, what would it be? You are not alone. Everything that you are feeling is what the majority of people around you are feeling and just not saying. So don't feel like you have to do it alone. Now is a time for community more than maybe ever before. So reach out, connect with people and just talk, have the conversations to know that you're not alone because that's what will help you move through the grief and create the life that you've always wanted to have. All right, Lisa, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur and would like to come on the show, please visit top100interview.com. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.